Hello and welcome back to another episode of Let's Face the Facts, episode two. This is a podcast of mine where I, I think I'm already seeing a pattern emerge where only two episodes in, and I did also do the prequel episode, and I think this is going to be a, a never-ending and fruitless pursuit of figuring out how the heck to start and say hello without sounding like a complete and total dork. Gonna keep working on it. Don't know what that one I just did sounded like. I already dread listening to the playback. Anyway, I'm your host. My name is David Almeida. I'm an actor in Orlando, Florida. And this is the podcast where I sit down with an actor or artist friend. We watch an episode of the classic 1980s sitcom, The Facts of Life, and then I hit record. We talk about the show, use it as a springboard for conversations about anything and everything entertainment, and hopefully we'll create some fun and laughs along the way. My guest this week is Martin Kunz. Martin and I have been friends for like 25 years. We started out our early, early performing careers here in Orlando back in the 90s with a gay sketch troupe that we did called the Hatbox Review. Through that group, a mutual friend of ours handpicked us and a few others to be a part of a new gay improv troupe. And through that, Martin and I learned improv together. We had never done it before, so we went through that whole process. And um, it was really kind of an amazing time when you think of your young and youthful days when you were just doing a bunch of creative projects and learning things and ah, okay stick to the present don't live in the past martin was out visiting he was just on a vacation here in orlando and i snagged him because what better to do when on when when you're on a vacation in orlando than sit inside a house and watch a tv show that's almost 40 years old, and then talk about it for 45 minutes. I can't think of anything better to do. So here it is. Um, also, please, this episode is shorter than the last one. As promised, the deep dive was the only, only for the premiere episode. I'm going to do my best to keep these 45 to 60 minutes max whenever possible. Now, the episode that Martin and I viewed was season one, episode two, called Like Mother, Like Daughter. The original air date was August 31st, 1979. There it is. We're ready to go, I think. Let's get things started. Jump right in. Here is me with Martin Kunz. Well, here I am with my dear, dear, old, old, dear, old, old friend, Very Martin old. Kunz. Very old. <laughs> Martin is a former Orlando actor who went off to Los Angeles for uh, in pursuit of your fame and your fortune, didn't you? Yeah. And then I ended up working at a theme park out there for about eight years. So well done me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you are... Some could argue you are a case study of what a working actor in Los Angeles is who is not necessarily a famous person that has done movies and TV shows. That is correct. You sustained yourself for many times, mm -hmm. many years, doing what? Extra work? Doing I did extra work. I did series. voiceover work. I did pilot presentations for networks. I did game shows. I did game show presentations. Yeah. There's <laughs> work out there, mm -hmm. and so many actors in L.A. are not famous people and yet there is there mm -hmm. is a way to make a living as an actor out there mm -hmm. and um you were done with the orlando thing and you've been doing the la thing now pretty much good for you good for me <laughs> so martin and i have just watched season one episode two 
called Like Mother, Like Daughter. It was a treat beyond a treat. <laughs> and by that, I mean a slow torture. And if a dull spoon had cut my wrist open, <laughs> it would have been less painful. I, have, I haven't told you this, but <laughs> the, um, my, um, I've told everyone, I am telling everyone who is unfortunate enough to have to sit through a season one episode that they are automatically invited back. Oh, because yay. that way you guys get to see the show when it starts getting good. The Nancy McKeon years. We do <laughs> love those. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, um, this episode was written by Jerry Mayer, who was one of the three developers of this series. And Jerry Mayer, as a writer, is a very, very decorated TV writer. Which came as great surprise to really? myself and Martin. Not based on this episode. It must yeah. have happened later on. <laughs> yeah. In Googling him, it's like, oh, he wrote Bewitched. He wrote some All in the Families. He wrote some Mary Tyler Morris. He wrote some Bob Newhart. It's like, dude, wow. that is like, those are some serious creds. That's yeah. crazy. Anyhow, he wrote this episode. And as we will learn, it's kind of meh. And it was directed by Jim Drake, who directed three episodes of the show, only in its first season. And he has many credits, including Alice, a lot of Mary Hartman, Mary Hartmans, some Fernwood Tonight, Give Me a Break, Newhart, some Golden Girls, uh, Night Court. And most recently, at the top of his IMDb page, you find The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody from oh, the early there you 2000s. Go. The classics. Yeah. Anyway, so we're still like in the very, we're only two episodes in. This should, mm-hmm. we should still, we should be firing on all cylinders. Cylinders. Yeah, I think they fired the cylinders out the window, maybe. So I don't know yeah, what happened there. Exactly. So uh, I just I just muted my computer. Sorry for that. Um, so we begin the episode with preparations. Oh, oh no, no, no. I got to do this. I wanna, I'm following. I'm copying, ripping off the format from another podcast. Oh, well, excellent. So the first thing you need to do is I need to say you, Martin Kunz, yes. my dear guest, mm-hmm. I am going to allow you to synopsize the episode in just one or two episodes, like the what you would see in TV Guide. How would you quickly describe this episode? Oh, on tonight's French-themed episode. <laughs> it's a very special. <laughs> very special French-themed episode. <laughs> Blair's mom shows up and everyone judges her. <laughs> <laughs> the subtitle could be called slut-shaming. It could. Slut-shaming. It totally. In 70s version. Yeah. 70s slut-shaming, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, and we'll say being a slut was very different in the 70s. Oh, yes. <laughs> The, was, the episode yeah. starts with them talking about body language. Literally, Molly Ringwald's character is talking about body language and what it means. And everything was about a woman's body. The minute Blair's mom walks in, yeah. look how pretty she is. Beautiful. How can I be pretty like that? Yeah. Blair's and, beautiful just like your mother. the answers were, well, here's how you be pretty. And all they talked about is being pretty Surface. And, and a woman's body. And I'm like... Okay. Yeah. So is this a girl school or is it, you know, yeah. reform school? It's yeah. it's it's pretty and this is honey, we are just we are just starting to dip our toe into the inappropriate out of date, outdated female stuff oh. pool of that is this show, mm-hmm. which I adore. I'm going to say every single podcast, I love this show. And now proceed to listen to me rip it rip to it shreds. Rip it to shreds. Because <laughs> the whole time I just wanted Mrs. Garrett to go, girls, <laughs> girls. That's all I want. That's all you want. That's all you need out of it. Oh. Okay. So the beginning of the episode, we start with a French cafe themed decked out dormitory. And the girls are preparing for a parents' night type of an event. And um, one has to wonder, why is the parents' night 
thing gathering happening in the girls' dorm mm-hmm. where only eight girls live exactly. as opposed to a larger hall cafeteria function facility within the school. And the answer is, that was the set we had, yep. so we're going with this. Bingo. One set, that's it. Mm-hmm. So we start with that. Mrs. Garrett comes out in a hilarious French, well, how does one, what's the nice word for whore? Um, (laughs) It's an American in Paris if the American had no taste. Yeah. It's the stereotypical skin tight, striped jersey, Mm -hmm. scarf, tight skirt on Mrs. Garrett. And of course, I think the comedy is supposed to be, look at her dressed all voluptuously in skin tight clothes. When and she's, she's old, old and fat. Exactly. <laughs> she was one beret away from a cliche. She really <laughs> That's was. That's comedy. She, if she had a baguette and a small dog, it would have been perfect. <laughs> and she should have smoked. She should have been smoking. She should have really. smoked. It's a beautiful thing, though. And so it becomes, and it's her expressing her discomfort, but then Molly Ringwald, thanks to her body language book, lets Mrs. Garrett know that she can relax, and she starts singing, I love Paris in the spring, or whatever she sings, Mm -hmm. because Charlotte Ray, musical comedy star, that just, like, let her do her musical comedy hilarity, let her do what she does. That didn't happen, by the way, but, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure theoretically that was supposed to be the comedy hilarity part, but it didn't happen. It was like... I have a whole um, laundry list here of yeah. jokes that did not land. There was a lead pillow that they <laughs> threw. It had a French flag on it, and it just kind of landed, <laughs> and it rolled off the table. Yeah, you know how you see on Will and Grace where they'll do a take, and then the writers will all huddle mm-hmm. in a corner, and they'll say, okay, can we fix that? Can we do it? Okay, change this joke. Do it. And they'll do a rewrite right on the set in front of the audience. Mm-hmm. Clearly that uh, trend was not no, happening at the time of this no. episode. They did a rewrite of Hope. They went, did we hope this worked? Oh, no, rewrite that. Didn't. <laughs> okay, there we go. So we have this parents thing happening, and then Mr. Bradley and Miss Mahoney show up. <laughs> the characters that you were like, oh, I forgot they were there. For a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bradley. Um, again, we they've, these, these characters were also in the pilot, but mm-hmm. they're back for even more. Mr. Bradley as the headmaster of a girl's school, and somebody somewhere was like, oh, let's make it hilarious that the male in charge of all the girls is a total buffoon. Yeah. And then the assistant, whose hair would look like a Brillo pad, had sneezed <laughs> and <just laughs> so, wearing geez. the dumpiest outfit she could possibly look dumpy in. She was, she was, uh, I believe she's a teacher. I believe Miss yes. Mahoney is one of their teachers. Jenny O'Hara, bless Jenny her heart. Jenny O'Hara, she God bless. She deserves something better. She did. Yeah. She's like a young, less attractive Gwen Verdon. <laughs> right. Um, so they do a, a, a deeply disturbing joke where Mr. Bradley in preparation for the party, says to the girls, okay, girls, uh, the parents are going to be here. Take your clothes off. Yep. He and it's flat like, out says what? it. What? And they're like, huh? And of course, the joke is, he means change into your good outfits. No, I mean, go upstairs and take your clothes off and then come down and then come downstairs. And again, it's like, huh? And it's like, oh. And realize at this point, they're already wearing like inappropriately short 1970s shorts. Yeah. So that are so uh, bordering on hoochie. And you're like, yeah. hey, creepy yeah. much. Yeah, you're like, you are you are one step away from an extra and can't mm-hmm. stop the music. <laughs> exactly. Kevin Spacey was like, I don't see a problem. But, yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He went there. Oh, God. If you didn't want controversy, you shouldn't have listened. <laughs> there you go. So, as Mr. Bradley is exiting, 
Do you want here? I'm I'm doing too much talking. You tell me what happens next with the meeting. Oh well, Blair's mom has to show up, you know, and in comes Blair's mom, who's simply Olivia Newton-John knockoff. <laughs> They're not even <laughs> trying. It's not even subtle. I mean, she's got is... the hair off to the side. She's got a gold outfit on that is literally down one shoulder on yeah. one side. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, I good turned Lord. to you and I said, "Who does she look like?" I, I was thinking, I was thinking, Bo Derek. There's definitely yes. a strong. Bo Derek. But it was Olivia Newton. It was, I can't believe it's Olivia Newton-John. This actress. Go, it's available in the dairy aisle. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> this actress, it's like she must have gotten so much damn work, even mm-hmm. though she was, she's one of those beautifully like over 40, but still youthful and gorgeous, mm-hmm. smoking hot. Speaking in a high voice like this because yes. women are non-threatening, of course. Yeah. And realize in this whole scene in the backdrop, Blair has brought down this painting to go with the French thing, and it's this gruesome, gruesome <laughs> painting of Quasimodo next to Notre Dame, but the perspective's off, so Quasimodo <laughs> looks like the size of Godzilla and it's, is dwarfing it's, it's the so cathedral disturbing. in the background. So there's Blair's <laughs> mom talking about stuff, and behind her is this gruesome Quasimodo thing going, <laughs> and looking right at her, and you're like, "Hey, was, was there maybe a line or two about one of the girls painting it? You wonder yes. if that was if that was one of the the jokes that didn't make the cut when they were editing, because." Right. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of joke freeness oh in the early part of the episode, God. and by the early part, I meant the whole thing. Yeah, and so Mr. Bradley immediately smitten, smitten. with this actress. Who? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who else she makes me think of for 1970s TV people? She's a lot like Shelley Fabre's character was on One Day at a Time. Mm. Remember? Um, I, I forget her character's name. It'll come to me. But the thing was, she was Anne's business partner, and she'd come in and be talking, and she'd flirt with little 14-year-old Alex, little Mm -hmm. Glenn Scarpelli, and it was that same type of a, I'm a gorgeous blonde, and I'm still hot, even though I'm... 30 or whatever. She'd be like the sea story on the love boat where she got on the <laughs> boat last and she's the one who breaks the guy's heart but then he realizes the girl that he came on the boat with who was dumpy was really the one he was yeah. in love with. Mm-hmm. That's what she looked like. Yeah. So. In, in the words of Ken Reed, love boat, how many storylines are reconciliation through infidelity? Exactly. That, thank you, Ken Reed, for that. I will be quoting you many, many times as this podcast progresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Mr. Bradley, well, clearly smitten with Blair's mother, with Mrs. Warner, who, by the way, I will point out, there were a handful of other times later in the series we met Blair's mother again, and it was a different actress. This is the only time this sort of sexy, hot, Olivia Newton, Boderick version of Blair's mother existed. The later versions, she was older and still rich and attractive, but not a sex appeal mm-hmm. type of a casting decision. And it's... Um, it's just interesting that they went a different way and stuck with that for the rest of the series. Um, so one of the jokes that doesn't land, Mr. Bradley trying to sort of flirt somewhat with Mrs. Warner, and suddenly we cut to a wide shot, and Mrs. Garrett is standing between them, holding a bowl of popcorn, looking up at them, and goes, Poppycock! And yeah, like, and that happens, that dead pause afterwards yeah, exactly. in the wet balloon, <laughs> and it just dies. It's just it's like cricket, cricket, cricket. cricket. There, I, I'm telling you, from the time Blair's mother arrives, for there is probably a good 10 minutes where you're like, is there still an audience there? Is uh-huh. this, is this it's reshoots? It's dead silent. It is, it is astounding how not 
funny it is. And they, they have a conversation with the girls, and all the girls ask is, how do you stay so pretty? How do you stay? And her literal answer was, well, I drink lots of milk, <laughs> I get lots of sleep, and I exercise. It's like, thank you, Miss Montana, and <laughs> would you like to throw world peace in there as well <laughs> so we can move on? Yeah. I mean, she's not written as a very deep character, but Mm-mm. anyway. So as we progress, then... This new character comes in, Mr. Branch, one mm-hmm. of the parents, and he's not the parent to any of the girls in the dorm, because none of the girls, I believe, is a, none of the girls greets him and says, oh, hi, mm-hmm. daddy, you're here. So the he's just a, a, a character created and brought in. So Mr. Branch comes in, and he and Monica, Blair's mother, have a past, a history. They went to school there together, and there's this immediate... Ooh, like some type of an old flame being rekindled. And and he mentions that his wife is home with the flu. And in in a continuing the inappropriate... Let's air quote quote the word flu there. Flu, exactly. (laughs) Um, Martin, again, I'm trying to be conscious, and this podcast will be uh, an exercise in David learning to talk less and listen more. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. I don't know if I can do this. But... um, Tell us about the wonderful, inappropriate greeting between... Okay, so Blair comes <laughs> up, and these two have been flirting, and Blair, and then she, Blair, tastefully, I might add, says, oh, hi, Mr. Branch, nice to meet you, and holds out her hand to shake his hand as, from a distance. As one as should. As one should. As a teenage girl, girl meeting with an adult man. a dude old enough to be what her dad. What does Blair's mom do? Go, oh, Blair, honey, that's not the kind of appropriate greeting for one of mommy's old friends. Go up and give him a kiss. And she doesn't say a kiss on the cheek. She says, go up and give him a kiss. A big kiss. A big kiss. I now, think she first, says. the skis rolled over me. <laughs> <laughs> then I kind of hocked a little bit in my yeah. mouth. And then when I calmed down, then Blair steps up and thankfully, thank the writers for this, she goes up and gives him an appropriate kiss on the cheek. And I mean high cheek. She almost yeah. got in his ear. She yeah. was going nowhere near his mouth. She's like, oh, girl, there's a Q-tip still in there. No. That's how close she was to the ear. <laughs> so, and then she backs off. And you see the look in Blair's face like, yeah. this is creepy. And I'm like, oh, nothing like awkwardness. Yeah. And it's, and it was so inappropriate. And again, it was all about appearance and a woman being married yeah. to and, a man. And, and, and deferential. And deferential. Yeah. And, 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 and the uh, thing is, on top of that, there was also, wasn't his reaction, I believe, something along lines of, well... Okay, then. Kind of like a, well, I guess oh, no. that'll... He said, he said, you're going to be breaking hearts someday as well. And I'm like, yeah. oh, come on. Yeah. You are but... hitting on a teenager yeah, in front yeah, of her was, mother. Yeah, there was a sense like of the kiss. His response to the kiss was mm-hmm. not thank you. It was kind of like, a, well, I guess that'll have to do. Yeah, I was, really. I was it hoping really to cop was. a feel, but, you oh. know, <laughs> your mother's here. So I guess that might not be... <laughs> Appropriate. Um, Are you a police officer? Because I'm Copperfield. Are yeah. you? Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> so then um, we come back to the body language mm-hmm. metaphor. And Molly is like, I saw their body language. And um, did we? Oh, I think I got mixed up. Anyway, what is. Well, they claim that they saw the two of them making out. Uh, and the, uh, well, at some point we realized that Mr. Branch has been making out with someone in the garden. Yeah, someone and we're putting in the two, garden. We're putting two and two together and go, but Mrs. <clears throat> Branch is in here. Yeah. <gasps> so the thing is, it seems like from third-hand accounts that Mr. Mm-hmm. Branch and Mrs. Warner 
were, were kissing. Macking. Were were they were snogging out in the snogging garden. Snogging out in the garden, were Having they? Having a snog. Right, bit of that. Yeah, a little bit of that. A little bit of um, that. So that's the thing. So um, that's sort of the first. And, and again, and it's like, she was, ca- oh, oh, there's this, there's this, mis- this garrison of, oh, she, ah. and it's, again, it's like one of those, okay, may I beam in there from 2018 and right. say, all right. People, divorced or not, married or not, people have non-monogamous relationships. People have relationships where they have their freedom to flirt with other people. Mm -hmm. Why are you judging them? Why is there this linear, binary, monogamy... Oh, it's not even that. Oof. It's everyone was judging Mrs. Blair's mom. Yeah. Nobody was judging him. No one's saying, hey, Mr. Branch is a real lech who's just yeah. going after anything in their yeah, sister. Yeah, you're right. You're totally Every, right. Everything yeah. was focused on Blair's yeah, mom being it was. the problem. It wasn't. What a, what a fucking asshole. What a if douche. his wife is in half, I know, in really. fact, Imagine at home. Imagine she is home with the flu. And, and, and he is. I mean, he was like arranging yeah. a romantic dinner. Yeah. And he's like, and a long dessert. I mean, they yeah. weren't subtle. But no. to me, a long dessert could be a banana split. I mean, technically, yeah. it's long. That's so, true. You know, yeah. but I'm very literal. Anyway. So we get to uh, the the whole infidelity thing is further exemplified by we have Tootie and Natalie and Tootie and Natalie acting out what they overheard. So mm-hmm. we have verific- we have firsthand verification, verification. now. Mm-hmm. And um, they're telling this to Sue Ann and... Um, what ends up happening is Blair, who's her mother has brought her a Christian Dior dress. And oh, Blair yes. is so excited because Blair loves dresses. And Blair, to her, we will point out that Blair is not quite the snobby bitch mm-hmm. she grew into. Mm-hmm. There is there is a little bit of that, but they, they really brought that out more in season two. But she's got this dress that her mother brought her, and it's so great, and it's a designer label, and then, well, now she finds out her mother did this horrible thing. She wants to be nothing like her mother. I'm going to, I don't want to be beautiful like my mother. I'm going to ugly myself up. And we all know what that means. You know it. The side ponytail and glasses, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, the side ponytails. And removing her makeup. And removing her makeup with, with cold Pond's cream. cold cream to the face <laughs> so it looks and, like she yeah. got spackled. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, hi, I'm 16. With makeup and without makeup, I am equally exactly. as insanely dewy and youthful. My skin mm-hmm. is smooth. And, and I mean, sorry, Lisa Welchel. she even back then. so much Pond's cold cream on. I'm like, girl, <laughs> how many layers are you removing? Okay. Doesn't take that much to take that off. Yeah. So um, that's her thing. She doesn't want to be like her mother at all. And this culminates in a confrontation. The, the parents' party is sort of in full swing. Mm-hmm. So we can have the drama happen in a public sp- oh, space and forum. Mm-hmm. And then, key, again, let me let you do some talking. Oh, and then uh, Blair confronts her mother, and she already made the point at some point that, that this is like on her third marriage, which yeah. she had to bring up in public yeah. once again. again. A w- and in 1979, exactly. a woman divorced three times. Oh, Four. scandaloso at that point. Four. I know. Mm-hmm. So she brings it up. Of course, this leads to the ultimate, ultimate heavy slap on camera, which I believe <laughs> was a wet, limp-wristed napkin slap where it was like, yeah. you, you heard a... <laughs> she wasn't even close to her face. Yeah, you didn't hear the and slap as much as the whoosh exactly. of air. It was more like the fingers <laughs> made contact and pushed gently in a direction, and then Blair sold it. Hmm. And then there was a storming off, and of course, Mrs. Garrett had to come in with some 
some kind wisdom oh, to save the day. But, but, but before the wisdom, we need mm-hmm. to point out that Mrs. Garrett goes to, of all people, we, we need some help. There's a situation. I have oh, to call yes. for reinforcements. I'm going to Mr. Bradley. Mr. Bradley. Well, of course, because he's the stupid, complete, and total buffoon uh-huh. who, at this point, has got a boner for Blair's mother already, and he mm-hmm. can't see her talk straight, basically. No. He's, he's almost a Tex Avery cartoon. If they yeah. could have gotten away with that. <laughs> the eyes go out of his head. Yeah. They would have totally gone with that. Mm-hmm. But so she goes to him. She's like, oh, but you've got to talk to her. I'm, I'm going to, um, oh, by the way, prepare for many terrible Mrs. Garrett impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to talk to her. She's upset. We need to do, we've got to take care of it. And it's kind of like, it's like, you're, you're the den mother. I think that's kind of your job, Mrs. Garrett. That's kind of why they created this show for you. that's where the conversation goes. He's finally, when he stops acting like a buffoon and realizing that Blair's mom's not attracted to him, suddenly he kicks into principal mode and he's like, ah, oh, this is really none of our business. Yeah. And she's like, but we have to. Mm. But it's not our business. But we have to. Yeah. It's not our business. And then she goes off and does it by herself, which we're like, um... Couldn't yeah. you have done that in the first place? Because really, it's up to this point, she's butting in and trying to help everybody out. So it's like, yeah, what happened there? Yeah. Um, so what happens, what ends up coming to pass is this dress is also a symbol of Blair's mother. So she's, I don't want this dress. Take it away. So Sue Ann is more than happy to take it off her hands. Mm-hmm. And then um, when she is... Sue Ann, that lovable one-dimensional hillbilly. Oh, bless. Just a, I'm from a farm. Well, there you go. Is that a fancy dress? Like, I don't know why uh, Sue Ann sounds like Jim Neighbors right now, but she does. <laughs> so go with it. Just go with it. Go. It's a Christian Dior. Um, so um, what happens is we get back to this body language book. Uh-huh. Because, you know, it and really is circle of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett is... Uh, I, uh, it's terrible. We just watched this episode, and I'm already like, how did we get to the point? Mrs. Garrett and Blair end up together changing the hem. Like, the, the, the dress needs to be hemmed. So yes. this conveniently creates a nice moment where Mrs. Garrett is helping Blair to hem the skirt, so it's just the two of them. And, oh, I will point out before this, Martin, you did say, at one point, you just turned to me and went, how did this stay on the air? <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's torture. This episode was torture. And as in the moment where Mrs. Garrett is helping Blair, she is insulting her at the same time because she makes the point of Mrs. Garrett asks, didn't your mother ever teach you to sew? And she goes, no, beautiful people don't do that. You know, they have other people to do menial work, implying, of course, that Mrs. Garrett is old and ugly. And then she goes, oh, but I don't mean you, Mrs. Garrett. Just the example I just gave meant you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly you as you're doing me a favor and showing me how to hem this dress. Yeah. I'm calling you old and ugly. And once again, makes the point of the whole episode that a woman's only purpose is to be beautiful. woman's only asset. Yeah. What she does. Yeah. It's it's pretty terrible. And realize Mr. Branch at this point has been called on nothing. He gets called on absolutely nothing. Made made a reservation in the romantic restaurant. Made overt gestures. Flirted with everybody. And he is completely off. And by the way, not mentioned. Once he disappears from that scene, we don't see him from the rest of the episode. He's gone. For all we know, he went off a cliff. The wife was watching from a distance, (laughs) got the break line, and he went over the edge of Peekskill, New York. 
Oh, dear, lovely Peekskill. Death and Peekskill. I'm sorry, Mr. Branch. There won't be a second episode for you. Yeah, we won't be having you back. Let's hope those residuals hold you over. Yeah, because you're clearly the parent of another child at this, where we have too fucking many kids already. And nobody came to greet him, but you never meet the daughter that he's supposed to be there to represent. You don't know whose daughter is his, but um, I want to, I I realize going to back, another thing is we're on this this whole Luxist feminine Mm -hmm. thing. Um, When Blair confronts her mother at the party, there is talk of, well, you know, I like to be nice to men and you're going to do that. You're going to have to do that too. There's a, there's a sense of, well, you've also been cursed with being exceptionally beautiful. Therefore Mm -hmm. it is our lot in life that we as women are going to be flirty surface Mm -hmm. accessories. Now that's true for me personally. But, <laughs> oh my you know, god! I mean, I'm telling you, 48 years old and back hair, people, let it sink in. It's really gorgeous. Okay, <laughs> let it sink in. <laughs> and speaking of my earlier Bo Derek reference, he is having a cornrow done. On exactly, tomorrow. I do. White man cornrows. They're really making a comeback. No, they're not. Burn them. Burn them all. No, that's not good. Anyway, so that was something I did make a note about. I wanted to point mm-hmm. out that there is again this. Oof. Not not to fault this show, mm-hmm. not to, to fault this show exclusively. It is part of a huge greater wave that we are all all too painfully aware of mm-hmm. of uh, misogyny and sexism and looksism that permeated the decade of the seventies and the eighties. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, this is only seventy nine. I'm so glad we've grown out of that now in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, ah. sexism's dead. Woo! <laughs> yep, racism cured. I know, really. Yep. Harvey Weinstein's watching the episode going, I don't see any problems here. <laughs> no, no. I don't see anything. <laughs> He'd be like, how can I bang the Wait, girl and her she mom? said no and he, she listened? What? No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Okay, we're going to be nice now. We so, are? I the final, we, we all kind of, the, the denouement of this episode, mm-hmm. the thing that kind of brings it home. I love when you speak German. Yeah. <laughs> is the one thing that we are, you know, for the, the questionable comedic choices of mm-hmm. Mrs. Garrett and the poor material she has given in some episodes, you got to say, when Charlotte Ray pulls out the motherly, warmth, advice, mm-hmm. caring, nurturer, Charlotte, ain't no one like Charlotte Ray. Mm-hmm. Now, sadly, they wrote a little bit of a, of a tap dance in here for her. Yeah, and they they went back to the stupid body language book again. I'm like, dude, does anyone know how to address body issues without reading this book, apparently? Yeah. Apparently nobody knew how to talk about a girl feeling comfortable with herself before this book came along. (laughs) Thank God Molly, 10-year-old Molly Ringwald was reading this. I know, and it's like, you know, and it's such a a basic device as well. Yeah, well, she's lying with her legs spread. I know, really. And and parting her vaginal lips. And they keep talking about her body language has come into my territory. I'm like, which body language says, this is my territory, bite me and back off, yeah, okay? it's, uh, anyway, it's, it's terrible. But Mrs. Garrett, um, earlier in complimenting Blair on her beauty, mm-hmm. mirroring that of her mother, yes. says, you know, oh, well, it's clear the leaf doesn't fall far from the tree. Oh, yeah. And then Blair says, you yourself, Mrs. Garrett, you said that. So, uh, again, I, it's the me, I had the having to be like my mother and I don't want to be like her. And Mrs. Garrett has 
to sort of improvise. Pull one out of her ass <laughs> is the politest way of and saying Martin, it. And what does she come up with? She comes up with, well, sometimes there's the wind and it blows the leaf onto a sunny patch of a meadow and it blooms all on its own, which the tsunami and, of BS, which came yeah. rolling off yeah. her. And that was Mrs. Garrett. Paul Lind did not come in and make he a did. cameo to did. escape that. That was not oh, Paul. Samantha. <laughs> I can't reverse the spell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that girl's really pretty. I think. But um, oh lord, a little Charles Nelson Riley on you there. But um, suddenly it's match game. So anyhow, Mrs. Garrett pulls a, a, a second allegory out of her butt, mm-hmm. and that's good enough for Blair. And Blair's like, "Oh my god, you are totally right." And <laughs> as opposed to the simplicity of. You, oh, oh, and then Blair, Blair is able to verify this, saying, you know what? You're right. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, Blair says, you know what? You're right. My grandmother wasn't a whore. Right, pretty much. So she my mother my is different from pretty. my grandmother. So therefore, I don't have to be like my mother. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mrs. Garrett, for pointing that out to me. And then, and then she transforms back into pretty and by then, doing the only thing you need to do. Pulling out, out those ponytail. side ponytails. Taking out the ponytails. Taking off the glasses. Yep. Whipping the hair yep. a little bit. And bam. Yeah. It's all. And, she pulled a she's all that with a not another teen movie. Yeah. Boom. And I will point out that the glasses actually weren't on for but more than a second. And that was one of the harder landing jokes of the entire it episode. Was. And it, uh, at this point, Blair's been wearing Pond's cold cream for most of it. So if there's any <laughs> shot has hey, a light on. Hey. I silenced you. What's All with this? All of a sudden, you get a massive glare off her forehead that's like, ooh, the glare from Blair. It, gl- was, <laughs> it was painful. It was so painful. Yeah. But it's... Um, but then... Then the episode's done, so now we have the wrap-up of uh-huh. Blair reconciling with her mother. Mm-hmm. Who then comes out of the kitchen after helping the girls cook, even though the first line she admits when she walks out of the kitchen was, she doesn't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. And but all the girls are like, oh, she's amazing. I know. And it's like, okay, she didn't have much time to cook, but what did she yeah. do, put fish sticks and it in was the just, oven? She's just holding a pot in her hand. <laughs> There's no steam coming off it. There's nothing. It's just like a pot. Yeah, a prop. And you're like, it's a prop. okay, yeah. what did you do? A nice crock? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, she but made a she, nice brisket. Yeah, anyway. exactly. But she reconciles and she says, it's okay. Um, it's okay that you're a whore, mom. <laughs> Basically. Um, and, um, oh, she says, mom, I didn't know there were this many sides to you. Mm-hmm. And then somebody, I think it's Mrs. Garrett, says, oh, yes, all those sides. And Mr. Bradley says, all those, those curves. Because, you wah, know, wah. the perv meter had gone down a little bit, yeah. so we had to get that. Boop, yeah. Boop, 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 boop. We hadn't. Little bring that back up <sighs> we for good measure. But, we, oh, wait, we uh, forgot the most important part. Blair put on the Christian Dior oh, outfit. Oh, of course, you put on the Christian Dior dress. When you really want to make the point that it's important to accept someone for who they are, please put on the label and throw yeah. your hair down and look as pretty as you possibly can and slap your makeup back on. Because, yeah. <laughs> really, it's about the inner person yeah, all on the, the outside. Yeah, but the inner mm. person, yeah. all on the and, outside. And this show, I I know I'm going to be dealing with this a lot for this first season because mm. it really doesn't hit its stride with with it, kind it, of clar- clarifying some of these mixed messages. No, it was a, it was like a slog. It was literally like they were trudging through a swamp trying to get this yeah. to work, and it was like. And it was just, it's because there's too many people. They're trying to give Sue Ann, the hillbilly, a line, and this other black-haired girl a line, and and all the other ones. 
And then and they were trying to, like, make Tootie and Natalie the comic relief pair and just just too much. Yeah. No, there, there were, yeah. so much going on. And yeah, there were, none of it worked. I think there are, I should know this off that. There were either seven or eight girls. Who knows? I think, I think there were seven. I think there are seven of them because we have, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because what, we lost four of them. Mm-hmm. Three remained and then they added Nancy McKean and season But I will two. say that at the very end, I got really happy because the credits rolled. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's over. Fantastic. But, yeah. And the message was women... Pretty, 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 Mrs. Yeah. Garrett can sew. So yeah. that was If your mother much. is a pretty luxist whore, <laughs> right. you don't necessarily Barely have, to, be have to follow in her footsteps, even though conveniently you are as pretty, as if not pretty. And really, that's all that yeah. matters. If not prettier, considering mm-hmm. you're 16. Exactly. And you got a lot more sex appeal than this this mm-hmm. old hag who's over 40. You know? I know. The, the old hag over 40, he met me. <laughs> But I feel pretty because the nose hairs are well trimmed today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was uh, season one, episode two. Before we go, just uh, just random stuff, getting to know you, talking about other things. What uh, What's the last thing you've watched on TV that you enjoyed? What's currently or TV? Oh, gosh. What do I really get, you know, excited? Well, The Walking Dead, I cannot miss an episode. Oh, okay. I that's a thing. I am absolutely I have obsessed not, with it. I have not. I used to and date someone. And when it's someone. on, I'm like, that is like, that is my jam. I'm like, oh, I have Walking to see this. Walking Dead. I have now, to did you watch this. The Talking Dead with Chris Hardwick? Did I you do. Watch the- I watch only The Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. Like, okay. I don't do Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Bless its heart. No. Um, (laughs) I I used to date somebody who was heavily, like it had just started and he was heavily into it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? We need to get into this together. And we broke up before I had a chance to start that. So I never got back to it. But Talking Dead, all you have to do is watch the first 10 minutes and you have to see if Yvette Nicole Brown's on. Because if Yvette Nicole Brown's on, you're going to want to watch more of it. Because the woman analyzes everything to death and she is absolutely fantastic. She is hilarious. she's not on, watch the first 10 minutes to get the recaps and what you need to know about the episode, then you can turn it off. Mm -hmm. I love Chris Hardwick. I'm like, let's read some tweets. I'm like, oh, it's time for food. And is it, Um, and is, is, this is terrible. Is Walking Dead still on? Oh, yes. It's about to come back on for its season back in October. And am I mm-hmm. right that I've heard somebody comment that it's what season now? I have no idea. I don't season remember. Season 40 or It's stop it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's season amazing. Okay, it's not okay, for however long it's mm-hmm. it's went on a, a good 6 6 at least yeah. 6 or 7 years. And now. the funny part is the story and I like to good? tell is uh, I was on the SAG nominating committee before the show first came on, so they uh-huh. did an event where they invited us to show us the pilot episode. And when I watched the pilot and the whole cast was there except uh, the lead, Rick, whose name just escapes me right now. Um, the whole cast was there, and I watched the pilot episode, and it was the best pilot I had ever seen oh, yeah. at that point. It was so amazing. And the cast is there, and they were all crapping their pants because oh. they even said it in the Q&A. They're like, we don't know if this is going to work. We don't, yeah. I mean, we, we don't this, know is, this, is, a comic, this yeah, is a comic book. You don't. If the comic book fans hate it, this may not work. We don't know if it's going to – we have no yeah. idea. And I specifically remember uh, – uh, just some of the cast members just being so nervous about that. And I'm like, this makes me giggle because the <laughs> show like went on this. to be an absolute juggernaut and they were yeah. crapping their pants before it started. But so, that's, that's typical, though. You hear, I, I mean, anybody, you know, the great, they're like, oh, <laughs> the Mary Tyler Moore show. It's like, no, we didn't know if it was mm-hmm. going. We weren't sure if Ed Asner and Mary had the chemistry. And it's like, come the fuck. But on. in my entire life, I have been the Rhoda. So just <laughs> <laughs> if there's one way to describe my life, it's a Rhoda oh, moment. Yeah. I'll name is it after you, man. Thank you, yes. Betsy. 
All right. Um, well, Martin, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. You promised me sex afterwards, so I'm I, very happy. Wow. Not with him, necessarily, but he just promised no. me sex. I, I did vague. promise you that at some point in your life, you will have sex <laughs> again That's in pretty the future. Much, see, I am the Rhoda, pretty yeah. much, in all things. <laughs> in all things. Well, if mm-hmm. your being the Rhoda makes me the Mary, I will, ta- I will take it, though it is sadly, sadly and inaccurate. And with it makes me the Lou, too. So, there <laughs> we go. I'm, I'm more the Georgette. I'm exactly. the... Oh, I, I'm just lucky to be here. Absolutely right. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad no. someone left the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anywho, and on the Ted Knight impression, little, little off topic. There yeah, you go. Little off, but that's what this is about. That's what I want to do. That's about. So, again, thank you. I'm glad we were able to do this while mm-hmm. you were quickly visiting us in town here mm-hmm. in beautiful Orlando. So mm-hmm. this I hope beautiful. You, I hope you have a lovely trip back to L.A. Why, thank and you. Let's absolutely do keep in touch oh, and let's. come back when we're into better episodes. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> but boy, I feel pretty and really all that matters. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Drinking milk, exercising, lots of sleep, all you need. There yep, you that's go. all there is. It drink, doesn't like Tootie says, drink the whole cow. Drink the whole cow. That's, that's the takeaway. If there is a thing, drink the whole cow. Drink the whole cow. Mm-hmm. And there you have it. That's my friend, Martin Kunz. I'm so glad I got him on the show. I was noticing that two episodes in to The Facts of Life, and we've had two celebrations as far as the you know Parents Weekend and then this um, uh, fe- Harvest Festival thing. And then we have two plots that involve what one of the girls is going to wear to whatever the celebration is. And just, whew, guys... Let me just say, I only hope and pray this podcast and my own hosting abilities evolve and and blossom and and flourish as we know this show is eventually going to do, but is clearly not there yet. Anyway, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Face the Facts. The show was produced, edited, narrated, and hosted by me, David Almeida. Come back and listen to future episodes. Share me with your friends. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. Visit our website, send me an email, and comment on social media. The show is everywhere on the internet under the handle Face the Facts Pod. You have to omit the let's. It's just Face the Facts Pod. So our website is facethefactspod.com. Email address facethefactspod at gmail.com. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you guessed it, Face the Facts Pod. See a pattern emerging here. That's it. So tune in next week for Season 1, Episode 3, The Return of Mr. Garrett. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the facts of life are all about you.